0: Welcome to U News, the podcast, using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Monday, December 9th. I am Aranza Loizaga, and these are today's headlines. Spanglish is a way of life in many areas of the United States. The mixture of English and Spanish may be an informal language, but scholars are starting to pay more attention to it. In fact, a college professor in Texas has designed a course around Spanglish. Pedro Rojas talked to her about the class. This and much more today on U News, recorded live from our newsroom in Miami. We begin in Washington. Today, the House Judiciary Committee has its second public hearing on impeachment. This time, having lawyers of both parties present their evidence for and against impeaching the president. Republicans repeatedly objecting to the way the procedure was being carried out, calling it a PR move. Lorraine Casares has the details. It was a contentious
1: day at the House Judiciary Committee, a hearing plagued with objections.
2: Further really the reserving the right to object. We will now hear presentations. This chairman, I appeal a decision of the chair.
1: Bickering.
2: There's no decision to appeal. There was not a ruling in a motion.
1: We will you now hear presentations. Up. There's a ruling, the well, you, you a ruling on the point of order. You made a ruling on the point of order. You made a ruling on the point of order, of order. Point of order.
3: Point of order Mr. Chairman. You Gentlemen. can't then not allow Gentlemen. us to appeal the ruling Gentlemen. of the chair.
1: And protesting. Order in the
4: room.
1: the ranking member expressing his frustration over and over again.
4: Because we don't have a crime, we don't have anything we can actually pin, and nobody understands really what the majority is trying to do, except to interfere and basically make sure that they believe the president can't win next year if he's impeached.
1: But Chairman Jerry Nadler, undeterred, determined to move forward and make his point clear.
4: The integrity of our next election
2: is at stake. Nothing could be more urgent. The president welcomed foreign interference in our elections in 2016. He demanded it for 2020. Then he got caught.
1: Lawyers presenting evidence for both sides of the argument.
4: It is a reason to talk about whether we want our children and grandchildren to live in a country where the president elected by the people can put his own personal and political interests over the interests of the people who elected them.
1: Democrats saying the biggest evidence against the president is his call with Ukraine and Gordon Sondland's testimony, summarizing their case for impeachment in six key arguments. President Trump abused the power of his office, sought an investigation into a 2016 election conspiracy theory, sought an investigation into his political rival, conditioned an Oval Office visit on investigations, conditioned military aid on investigations, and obstructed the impeachment in Inquiry. To impeach a president who 63 million people voted for over eight lines in a call transcript
5: is baloney.
1: The Republican lawyer calling the inquiry rushed, saying it goes against the way successful investigations should be conducted with time. Democrats may disagree with the president's policy decisions or their manner in which he governs, but those disagreements are not enough to justify the irrevocable action of removing him. From office. This is likely to be the last hearing before articles of impeachment are drafted, announced and voted on. The White House had until end of business on Friday to decide if they would participate in today's hearing. They declined saying in a letter the process is baseless and are ready to prove their case in the Senate. Back to you, Arantza.
0: Lorraine, thank you so much for this information. And let's go to Charles Zeldin. He's a political science professor at Nova Southeastern University. Professor, thank you for joining us.
3: Glad to be here.
0: So what stands out for you so far regarding today's impeachment proceedings?
3: Well, you know, we talk about the two Americas. We're seeing perfect example of this. The Republicans and Democrats are speaking like they're not talking about the same events. They're so different in how they interpret it and how they they are perceiving it that they're talking at cross purposes from each other rather than uh, at each other.
0: So professor, in his opening argument, the attorney for the Republican side, Steve Castor, criticized the Democrats impeachment inquiry, calling it rushed. This is an argument we have heard Republicans make repeatedly. Do you believe he is right? Or what else did Castor say about this?
3: Well, it isn't rushed. Uh, Is it moving fast? Yes but so have past uh, impeachments. I believe the impeachment for uh, President uh, Andrew Johnson took about four days of investigations. Uh, For the Clinton investigations, the process from beginning to end ran about 71 days. We're getting on to the 70th day since the beginning of this. It's not that it's rushed. What they're really complaining is, you haven't talked to all the witnesses. How can you do this without talking to all the witnesses? Well, the answer is simple. The president won't let those witnesses talk. And the Democrats are unwilling to keep waiting for that to happen.
0: So now in their presentation, Democrats have been using the president's own words against him, including a video clip of Trump saying, quote, I have the right to do whatever I want as president. What are the Democrats' strongest arguments against President Trump?
3: Well, believe it or not, it's the first thing we learned, which was the smoking gun of I have a favor for you. I have a favor to ask of you, though. It is proof that he is asking for something in return for something. That's the foundational key to this. It shows him uh, abusing his power, it shows him uh, uh, seeking to uh, use this power for his own personal gain. Uh, Beyond that, uh, the testimony we've heard has all been pretty much against the president. Uh, mostly because the people who could uh, talk on the president's behalf, they refused to testify.
0: And also Ambassador Sondland, he said there was a crit pro quo, and they also played that video clip. Now, will Democrats add the findings of the Mueller report to the charges against the president?
4: Well,
3: when you're, remember, this is is like a trial process. Uh, This is the indictment phase, then comes the trial phase in the Senate. And when you're organizing for a, a a trial, what you want to do is you want to present a clean, easy to understand narrative for the jury. In this case, it's less the jury of the of the Senate than is the jury of the American people. So if they bring it in, it will not be a separate point. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a major point, but rather it'll be brought in to show pattern that this is something the president has done again and again and again.
0: So, Professor Charles, looking ahead, the Judiciary Committee would vote this week on the charges against President Trump. Then the full House will vote in the next two weeks, approximately. Has this hearing moved the ball forward in that direction?
3: Well, what we saw today is the legal arguments for and against impeachment have laid out, been laid out uh, clearly, succinctly, and 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 really compellingly. Um, uh, each side get, put their best case forward, and now the, the, the uh, Judiciary Committee has everything it needs to come up with articles of impeachment, the House has everything it needs to vote on those articles of impeachment, and the record is set to go to the Senate for a trial.
0: Professor Charles Seldon, thank you very much for joining us today and for your time as well. Glad to be here. New word that Attorney General William Barr counseled President Trump regarding his personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani reportedly saying he had become a liability for his administration. That's according to The Washington Post. The newspaper citing unidentified sources Giuliani's businesses dealings in Ukraine have come under scrutiny in recent weeks and his name continues to swirl during impeachment proceedings. Meanwhile, in a fiery back and forth on NBC's Meet the Press on Sunday, Senator Ted Cruz declared that there is, quote, considerable evidence that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election, despite offering up no such evidence. Let's listen. Uh, look, n- on the evidence, Russia clearly interfered in our, ev- in our election, but here's the game the media is playing. Because Russia interfered, the media pretends nobody else did ukraine blatantly interfered in our election conservative publications and president trump himself praised cruz for the interview with the president tweeting thank you ted more potential legal jeopardy for the president a panel of judges on the dc circuit court of appeals heard Oral arguments over whether members of Congress can sue the president for alleged emoluments violations. The Trump administration is heading to court this week in two lawsuits charging that the president is violating the Constitution by profiting off of his hotels and other businesses while in office. The cases revolve around the Constitution's once obscure emoluments clause, which critics say President Trump was flouted, and also, you know, giving foreign diplomats an opening to carry favor with him by patronizing his businesses. And President Trump is issuing a warning to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. In a tweet Sunday, Trump said, quote, Un is too smart and has far too much to lose, everything actually, if he acts in a hostile way. Trump's tweets came after reports that North Korea conducted a possible significant test at a missile site. It was not immediately clear what was tested. Trump also said North Korea must denuclearize as promised. The country's ambassador to the United Nations says that the denuclearization is off the table in negotiations with the U.S. The U.S. Supreme Court today left in place a Kentucky law requiring doctors to show and describe ultrasound images to women seeking the procedure, turning away a challenge, arguing that the measure violates the free speech rights of physicians. The justices declined without comment to hear an appeal by the American Civil Liberties Union of a lower court ruling that upheld the law after a federal judge previously had struck it down as a violation of the US Constitution's First Amendment guarantee of free speech. Meanwhile, the state of New York is poised to begin issuing driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants this coming weekend. The new bill will be very welcomed by thousands wanting to ease strains on their daily life. But as Fabiola Galindo explains, there are still legal challenges trying to derail the so-called green light law from coming into effect.
6: In one more week the state of New York will start issuing driver's licenses for undocumented immigrants and Jorge Juca who plans on soliciting one is getting ready. I have my passport and I am planning on getting my consular ID. I understand those are some of the prerequisites. Foreign driver's licenses and passports will give the most amount of needed points to apply for a driver's license in New York. Beginning on the 16th of this month people are going to be able to apply for driver's licenses regardless of their status. They can go on the DMV website. They can look at the different documents that will be accepted. Some of them are going to be passports from another country as well as driver's licenses from another country that have not expired. The new law also known as Greenlight is facing legal challenges as the Justice Department showed support for a New York County lawsuit which argues the new law is unconstitutional. The DOJ attorneys wrote the act specifically prohibits disclosing records or information to federal immigration authorities singling out ICE and CBP by name absent a court order or a warrant signed by a judge. Last month, a similar lawsuit was dismissed by another New York judge. For Maria Salas, the legal battle is a sign that she should wait. With this new president, you never know. One person says one thing and then changes, and we don't know what's going to happen. Those who fought to get the law passed, like these assemblywoman, say the decision is personal, but the law is strong. If the federal government wants that information for the sole purposes of enforcing immigration law, we won't give it to them. It has to have a legitimate criminal justice purpose. So far, 13 states are already issuing driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants, places like California and Colorado. Here in New York, the process will start on December 16. Meanwhile, neighboring states like New Jersey are already debating the idea. In New York, Fabiola Galindo, Yunus.
0: Speaking Spanglish is a way of life in many areas of the United States. The mixture of English and Spanish may be an informal language. I, for instance, use it all the time. But scholars are starting to pay more attention to it. In fact, a college professor in Texas has designed a course around Spanglish. Pedro has talked to her about the class.
2: Professor Megan Pease at San Mary's University in San Antonio, Texas, is promoting a new space in linguistic studies in the United States while teaching a class called Espanglish. A college course that has gained recognition for its approach to academic research that combines English and Spanish.
1: This is really a class that should be offered to students. They, they it, it helps them just it helps them understand from really a linguistic point of view what what they're speaking.
2: The class is attended by both immigrant students with Spanish language backgrounds and US-born students who grew up learning some Spanish with family members and neighbors. For most of the students the experience has been really positive.
6: I speak multiple languages myself so I have to fill all these um, absences of you know, communications with what I know. Mm -hmm. And so Spanglish for me is now this positive thing.
5: I've been speaking
0: Spanish my whole, like Spanglish my whole life. Um, So, and that's not just me, but like other people and other people that are older than me, um, they also have that same experience too. So like I've learned that it is around and it's present, it's just not shown. For the
2: students of this class, the term linguistic heritage, it's not seen as a bad quality. To the opposite is seen as another tool that they can use to improve their communication qualities.
1: Everything is so situational and to be aware of of the way people do use language to judge and to be aware of how that how that happens.
6: I am a heritage speaker. I speak Spanglish. I, I do all these things. I have done all these things for this country and I'm, I'm part of the U.S. now, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. And this class taught me to recognize all those things. So um, I couldn't have been happier with that.
2: According to Professor Peace, the knowledge obtained from the understanding of Spanglish makes the informal language commonly used in many cities of the country with a large presence of immigrant community much easier. In San Antonio, Texas, Pedro Rojas, U News.
0: Russian flag and national anthem were banned from the Olympics and other major sports events for four years by the World Anti-Doping Agency today. Russia's hosting of World Championships in Olympic sports also faced being stripped after the WADA Executive Committee approved a full slate of recommended sanctions for tampering with the Moscow Laboratory database. Russian athletes will be allowed to compete in major events only if they are not implicated in positive doping tests or their data was not manipulated. Russian's IT dumping agency can appeal this decision. Organizers of the large-scale demonstrations, which kicked off Hong Kong's months-long protest movement earlier this year, returned to the streets again Sunday in a bid to maintain pressure on the city's government following the success of pro-democracy groups at recent elections. The events, the biggest of its kind in recent months, marked the first time since mid-August that a march organized by the Civil Human Rights Front was granted police approval. And Big Poppy is back almost six months after being seriously injured by a gunman at a nightclub in Santo Domingo, former Major League Baseball star David Ortiz made his first public appearance in his native Dominican Republic. And as Andres Echevarria explains, he showed up with some of his very famous friends.
4: This is the triumphant return of David Ortiz to his native Dominican Republic six months after an attack that almost took his life in one of the country's nightclubs.
2: I'm happy to be back home. As a
4: Dominican, I always miss my country. Big Papi, as he is known, was greeted as a hero by Dominican baseball stars and thousands of fans. According to his best friends, Ortiz never turned his back on his country because of the violent incident. I hope that now measures are taken to protect not only David, but all of the sports people across his country. I also hope that with humility, David understands that his safety comes first, and don't do things that can put his life in danger. We cannot be afraid of our own country. One of the first things he did upon his arrival, the former Boston Red Sox star hired a law firm to represent him in the trial against those accused of trying to kill him. The first thing I did was to surprise my son at school, to give him rice, beans, meat. We do that over there, but you know that here, it tastes different.
2: Here we
4: We love him here, we give him love and peace, and we are very happy that he is back here with us. Ortiz participated in the Game of Legends, a special event that brings together the most important Dominican players who made it to the Major
2: Leagues.
4: Many former and active players get together. It's also a great help for many children with cancer. Ortiz's return to the Dominican Republic comes just days after a dangerous Dominican drug trafficker, who is also being investigated for the attack, Cesar Emilio Peralta, known as El Abusador, was captured in Colombia. According to the authorities, the mastermind of the attack and Cesar El Abusador are both members of the Gulf Cartel. Reported in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic by Indira Navarro, Andres Echevarria, U News.
0: More of U News after this short break. Welcome back to U News. And we are back. Special holiday deals only for today. But first, using tech to track Santa. Annabelle Sedano has the details in today's tech report.
5: Hi there, that's right. And we begin with this. Google Santa Tracker is back. With it comes new games, a new design, and much more. Perhaps the biggest news this year is the most obvious one the new design for Santa's village. The village got a big makeover in 2019, including a new greenhouse, a reindeer gym, and a new toy factory. You can also count on new games and activities, including a new 3D snowbox where you can build your own winter scene. How fun! Loteria! Today's Doodle is a celebration of the Mexican game. It's an interactive Doodle that will be available for two days, today and tomorrow. Google chose to make it an interactive multiplayer game available in 30 countries around the world. Players will be able to play Loteria with friends in a private game or with random users in other parts of the world. Love that. And moving on to this one, shoppers, brace yourselves, it's Green Monday, an online retail industry term similar to Cyber Monday. The term was coined by eBay in 2007 to describe the best sales day in December, usually the second Monday of December. Green Monday is defined more specifically as the last Monday with at least 10 days prior to Christmas. So once again, guys, happy shopping. I'm Annabelle Sodano, and that was your Daily Dose of Tech News. Have a good one.
0: Thanks for listening to U News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow U News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.